All right, so listen, with the market shifting, there are so many real estate agents out there, maybe you are one of them as well, that are struggling to get your listing sold, struggling to set proper expectations with a seller, struggling with conversations with your seller. And really, here's the reality, it's causing you to lose sleep. And believe me, I'm not trying to be funny. I understand when you have listings or multiple listings that are not selling, and you've got sellers blowing up your phone, freaking out, saying, what is the deal? Why are you not selling my house? And you're sitting back asking yourself, well, damn, why is why, why aren't I selling your house? That is exactly what I'm thinking, Mr. Seller. So uh, based on highly high, uh, a lot of requests, it's probably the most requested video. Uh, I'm going to walk you through some things that I think that have really helped me over the past 15, 16, 17 years, navigate different shifting real estate markets that I'm hoping will serve you so that as a result of you watching this video, you can communicate better with your sellers. You can be better at presenting uh, the information in such a way where you influence sellers to make better decisions, resulting in you selling all of your listings. Because let's face it, isn't that why we're here? So let's jump into this. So uh, I'm gonna share my screen with you guys. And before I do, let's get very, very clear. The market right now, and this is what I'm talking to every agent that I coach, is not crashing. The market is normalizing to pre-pandemic levels. All right, so this is what we need to be communicating with our sellers every single day. And I'm going to give you maybe nine or 10 different data points that you can share with your current sellers or with new sellers that you will meet with. So if you have a listing right now that is just not selling, there's two recommendations uh, that I think will really help you. Number one is to after uh, is to meet with them again, redo the listing consultation based off the information I'm gonna give you in today's video. That's number one. Number two is go and show the sellers the houses in which they are competing with. Yes, just like you show houses to buyers, I want you to show the, the houses to the seller that the seller is competing with. Why? Because there's nothing there's nothing uh, that that helps to uh, drive a point home than comparison. You see, when we just tell the seller, listen, the property down the street, blah, 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 and you're telling the seller, it's not very influential. It's not very uh, impactful because it's just you telling them. So if you physically think about this, you walk the sellers through those properties they get to see and touch and feel the properties in which they are competing with. It brings a whole new perspective to what they are up against. All right, so those would be the two things I would do as a result of this video. All right, so let's jump into the data. So uh, you're looking at my screen right now, and one of the websites that I find great value in is Redfin's data center. All right, I'm going to grab my coffee and I don't know how long we're going to go here. So uh, for some of the drivers, 
you might drive you nuts and you might click off this video. That's okay. For the analyticals, you'll probably stay with me to the end. And the amiables and the expressives, uh, that is a coin toss, but we'll find out. All right, so let's start off with median sales price, all right? So when I talk about the home, uh, the, the housing market rather, normalizing, let me give you some context, all right? So when you look at the graph and you look at my screen, you're starting to see home prices go down. Now, this is the big uproar, right? So you could see from, I'll just go from last month to the high. The high was May 2022. These are the highest values the country has ever seen in the history of the world. In other words, every single person who hit or uh, owns a home rather hit what I'm calling the real estate jackpot. Not because of anything that they did, but because some crazy, crazy things happened over the past two years, which we're going to unpack in today's video. And you're starting to see values as a result of last month's data, finally the data reflecting in an actual market shift or a market normalization happening. Well, the, the uproar that the media is leading you to believe and every seller to freak out is, oh my gosh, the housing market is crashing. Well, is it? Is it crashing or is it normalizing? So let me just rewind the clocks when we talk about home prices. So let me just go back in time. You can see the graph changing as I go back. So let's just go back into the beginning of uh, 2021, all right? So somewhere, you know, April or May or something around this, this time frame, when, when um, you know, we're, we're, we're deep into this pandemic and some really, really crazy things happen. And the home values at that point in time, the average was about 375. Well, since that point in time, anybody that was lucky enough to own a home hit the jackpot. Their homes went up in, mo in, in some markets, 20, 25, some 30% over the past year and a half or two years. It was the real estate lottery. So no, it's not that home prices are crashing. Rather, they're just normalizing. And here's the great news. They're still higher than where they were pre-pandemic levels. So one of the, the practical takeaways when we talk about home prices, this is what I'm telling every agent that I coach as well, that I now tell to you, is when you find yourself at a listing consultation with a seller, we can no longer price property based on the last year and a half or two years that, that uh, based on what's occurred. Because it's a, a statistical anomaly that has occurred over the past two years. It is not normal. And the problem, and I don't mean any disrespect, but for a lot of you, you were just licensed in the last two years. So all you know is this real estate market where we are in a statistical anomaly. And so you're in your head, it's like, what is going on? Well, what is going on is home prices because things are starting to normalize as we come out of this pandemic. And what we're going to end up is with property values that uh, uh, were, they're going to end up where they were at pre-pandemic. So these properties that are, let's just say, call it worth four, 400 or 425, and in some cases the sellers want to go all the way up to 450 as an example, those properties probably are close to what they were worth, maybe even a little bit more than they were pre-pandemic. 
So those properties don't need to be priced at 415 or 425, but probably more like 375. Well, oh my gosh, Brandon, the values went down. No, they did not. They just normalized because we hit a jackpot that has never happened in the history of the world. We almost need to remove the last two years from our pricing analysis. And oh, by the way, here's the great news, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. If we were if we erased the last 18, 19 months of the data, which is what every single real estate and every home seller uh, hopes that prices are going to stay like that forever, it's impossible. It was an anomaly, and we're going to talk about why. Your home is actually worth more now than it was pre-pandemic, even if you erase the last two years of the real estate jackpot. Because home prices still, if you erase the 20% of of appreciation, which has never happened in the history of the earth, homes still went up five, six, seven percent. So if you go back to, let's just call it, like I was saying before, early 2021, and these properties are at 375, well, it's it's totally reasonable that these properties are still worth between 375 and 400. They're just not worth 425 or 450. That's all. That's all. So when you go and price a property, whatever it is that your CMA says, just pr uh, recommend a price that is 5 or 10%, depending on price range, that is below that CMA because that CMA and appraisals are looking at historical data. Well, we can't use that any longer because that data was all based on a statistical anomaly. So it becomes irrelevant in today's marketplace. So right now, I want to make this point very clear. We have to price almost blind. And because the data, you're seeing it start to catch up. Once we stack three, four, five months worth of this data, the agents and the sellers are going to start to get it because now you're going to have a clear picture of what the new market looks like. And it's just starting to right now. But again, sellers and agents are still pricing off of, off of the last year and a half of appreciation of 20-25%. All right, so uh, the data will catch up, I promise. Now, let's move forward to home sales. Home sales. Well, Brandon, oh my gosh, home sales are dropping 20%. Housing market is crashing. And so you probably have a lot of your sellers that are asking you questions about this, certainly. Well, when we look at home sales, number one, we have to look at the, the uh, seasonality of what is happening as we're having this conversation with sellers, schools going back, okay? So every single year, the market completely cools off. You can just look at the data. Look at the last, look at look at every single year, right? Every single year, August, and then we get into September, sales fall off the map, they go down, they go down, and then they start to pick back up. And what I have said for years is that December is is normally one of the one of the best closing months of the year because after we get past this lull of the fall and people are back in school and buyers are coming out of hibernation, they start to, the, the, the most serious buyers are looking for property and they're looking to move during the holidays, during the winter months. Those are the best buyers. Only the best buyers will track through a foot of snow to go look at properties. So there's an argument to be made that sellers can maybe get more money in the winter than they can in the summer when there's less competition. That is a different topic. However, the point is this, when it comes to home sales, the number of home sales dropping off, well, certainly, because as the market normalizes, 
more inventory comes into the marketplace, interest rates go up, which we'll talk about in a second, there are less and less buyers in the marketplace. So certainly sales are going to drop off, but it's not crashing. If you look at this historically, because if you look at the market of 2019 and 2020, when everyone was like, wow, this is a great, strong, strong real estate market, which is what all the media was suggesting, well, we're better now than we were then. Yet the media wants to lead us to believe that the market is crashing. Well, how can that be? So July 2022, last month, we had 526,000 home sales, right? And so if we just go back to like, again, pre-pandemic, and we start to look at some of this stuff, and we say, okay, cool, well, let, let's just see kind of what's happening. So home sales are down um, probably about 100,000, but if we annualize this, we're still due to do about 6 million home sales. So yes, are we down? Yes. Are interest rates double than where they were uh, over the last 18 months? Yeah, so that's gonna knock some buyers out, all right? Let's now move on to new listings. So the number of new listings entering the marketplace, check this out. So if you see, this is why I like to go back, this goes all the way back to 2012. If you look at this, every single year kind of does the same thing. This is just seasonality, folks. Seasonality, right? So June, 803,000 homes came into the marketplace. And last year, 805,000, okay? So um, let's go to this July. So we have less homes coming into the marketplace right now. Seasonality and this is kind of like a... Um, I would look at this as a good thing. This is keeping inventory levels relatively low, which is still driving, which could be the reason why home prices are still appreciating. No, they're not appreciating, Brandon, 20%, but they are appreciating 3, 4, 5, 6% still. Just another piece of evidence why the housing, or, or, or that the housing market rather is not crashing. So number of new listings coming into the marketplace, it is down. And so therefore, when we're talking to a prospective seller, you may want to have a conversation to say, listen, Mr. Seller, your competition is still pretty low. It's a great time to get this thing on the market. So let's not wait any longer until inventory starts to raise up more. It's a great time. Waiting for sellers has no strategic advantage like they have over the past 18 months. Look at, look at uh, well, I guess this would go back to, real quick, uh, sales price. Sellers that waited, look, they just wrote it up. It, was, it, it, it helped them. Now sellers that wait just means they're going to sell for less money. So that's some urgency that you can build into your conversation. So moving right along, let's get into inventory, all right? So inventory levels, even though new listings are going down, less homes are selling, causing inventory to go up. Okay, now inventory is the great driver of the real estate market on prices. Uh, this is our essentially our uh, our supply. So demand, we're going to talk about in a second. Buyers, but right now we're talking about supply. So in July, all homes for sale was about 1.1 million. If we go back just a year to last July. We had about 980,000 homes for sale, okay? So 1-1 to 980. 
Is it up? Yeah, it's up a little tiny bit. Let's give you some context, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. If we go back to pre-pandemic, when everybody thought that the housing market was even was, was really strong, nobody was complaining, things were going very well. July 2019, 1.7 million homes on the market. Well, what does that mean, Brandon? Well, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, what that means is you would make the argument that if we have less inventory, home prices are worth more, that this is a better thing for a seller. So right now, even with the shifting real estate market, to put this into context, give you perspective, things are better right now than they were pre-pandemic because things are just normalizing, but they are better. And then you could see over time since 2012, inventory has done nothing but go down, 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 till we hit all-time lows, right, as a result of the real estate jackpot, which we are no longer in, now inventory starts to rise up. It's okay, it's not crashing, it's fine, it's just normalizing. So when we have a conversation with the seller around inventory, no longer are there 10 buyers for every one house for sale, it's more equal. Maybe there is 10 buyers for every 10 houses for sale. That is called a normal, neutral, real estate market. No longer is it a seller's market, Mrs. Mrs. Seller, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. We're just in a neutral market, meaning the number of buyers and the number of sellers is equal. Okay, we're going to talk more about that in just a second as well. So active listings. So inventory takes into consideration more than just actives, but actives right now as I'm making this video, we've got about 1.7 million homes active out there for sale. It is it up based from last year? Ah, it's about the same right? It's about the same. The number of active listings is about the same right now as it was last year. We just have a little bit less buyers, which is causing inventory to go up like we talked about, which then brings us to the month's worth of supply, all right? So this is really critical. So month, this is your absorption rate, realtors. So as the uh, inventory increases, month of supply starts to increase on a national level, about two, two and a half, some of your markets have three months worth of inventory. Now, this is the key takeaway from this part of the video. When we look at absorption rate or months worth of supply, this tells us which type of market that we are in objectively that we need to communicate to the seller. So a seller's market, okay, by definition, is when we have inventory that is closer to uh, or uh, less than, rather, three months worth of inventory. Less than three months. Well, if you go back to the real estate jackpot, right? I mean, this got down to, in many markets, less than 30 days worth of inventory. There just wasn't enough homes for all the buyers in the marketplace because the government was giving money away for free. So certainly, if the government starts giving money away for free with historical low interest rates, which we'll talk about, well, of course, there's a lot of demand. Of course, demand rises up like absolute craziness. Makes sense, right? Well, now as interest rates start to normalize, some of those people that were buying homes because the government was going to give you a mortgage at 2.5%, why not? Why not? Well, now things are just starting to normalize. Inventory levels started to creep up. Months of supply starts to creep up. So as we get to an inventory, or months worth of supply rather, of three to six months, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is called a normal real estate market or a neutral market. And then if you go back in time, just for those that were in the real estate industry uh, uh, for quite some time, 
We go back to 2012 and before, during the Great Recession, you see months worth of supply was six months or more, which is the definition of a buyer's market, all right? Again, just more evidence that we're getting into a neutral market. So when you're talking to a seller, this just means the number of homes for sale is that uh, is equal to that of the buyers that are in the marketplace. It's equal, equal. So we have to be smarter with our pricing strategy, our marketing strategy, how we position your property, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. We have to be more strategic, okay? A lot of competition, a lot less buyers means we have to be a lot smarter. Days on market, how long is it taking? This is an expectation we have to set with the seller. So if we look at the graph based on July's data, days on market is increasing. Naturally, it is increasing. Inventory levels increase, mortgage interest rates increase, there are less buyers and seasonality. All of that means, Mr. Seller, your house isn't gonna sell in two days with 14 offers. That's a seller's market. We're not in that market anymore. We're in a normal market. And in a normal market, just for context purposes, it may take 30 to 45, maybe 60 days to sell a home. Why? Because the month's worth of supply is two. So that means it takes about two months to sell out all of the active inventory. Ah, ding, 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 ding. Now I get it, Mr. and Mrs. Seller or, or Mr. Agent, right? It is up to us as the experts to be communicating this to the seller. So days on market's increasing means we need to set that expectation. Okay, now... Uh, I do want to talk quickly and then we're going to move on to a couple other things. To sale to list ratio, okay? So uh, list to sold price ratio. Look at this. On average, we're not talking about sometimes, on average, homes are still selling for their asking price. Even though, yes, there are tons of price drops, okay? There's 20% of the active listings having to reduce their price. It's because the agent and the seller price the property on the uh, last uh, on the real estate jackpot data, which we have to erase, we have to erase. We could take that data, but we have to subtract five or ten percent off. That gives us the correct price of the home. So all these sellers and all these agents are doing that as we speak. However, if you look at how many homes come off the market, there's still thirty-eight percent of the homes, almost forty percent of the homes that sell within two weeks, right? So if you, if you, if you price these properties correctly, the, the seller can get their asking price or a little bit more and, and they will sell fast and they will sell fast, okay? So, all right, so let's move on um, to showings. I wanna talk about showings and we'll talk about interest rates. Um, I'm gonna show you this, all right. So this is uh, data from showing time based on July, all right? So what I wanna show you is that you can read this report if you go to Showing Time's website and you can, uh, you can see what happened in July. But the other thing we have to be really, really careful of is setting the expectation of how many showings the seller should anticipate. And most agents don't even know the answer. So what happens is they, they list a property for sale and kind of crickets, you know? It's not as hot as it used to be with 47 showings in the first two days and the seller thinks you're like some type of magician. Well, the reality is, here is the reality. You can look at your market. This is based over the month of July. These are the average number of showings per listing in each market for the month of July. So what can we do with this data? Well, we can show the seller that based on whatever market you're in, 
how, the percentage that we are down, and on average, we're down, let's just look at the data, but on average, we're down about 10%, all right? So we're down about 10%, depending on what market you're in. Some are more, some are less, but on average, we're down about 10%. We'll give the seller some context. So as an example, if you are, let's just say, in Akron, Ohio, and you got about eight showings uh, uh, for the month, two per week. It's a great expectation to the seller to say, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, listen, on average right here in Akron, listings are getting about two showings per week. Last year this time, we would get three, four, five showings per week. They are down. There are less buyers. So again, we've got to be strategic. Here's the data. Because when we're showing the seller the data, you guys and girls, the goal is to get the seller to say, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you showed all this to me. Now I can make better decisions. Now I won't overprice my house and then get mad at you uh, for that later, right? You're showing them all these data points to help set better expectations. So we should anticipate two or three showings a week. And if we get that, we're doing very, very well. And it should take about 30 to 45 days to sell. It's a great expectation. Anything better than that, you are outperforming the marketplace. All right, now let's look at interest rates, okay? Here's the big, big, big news. Oh my gosh, interest rates are so high right now. Really? Well, we just hit a jackpot, that's all. If you look historically, interest rates, the lowest they ever were, right, ever in the history of the world. This goes back to 72, but you can go back even further than that. They didn't come close to where they were at during the real estate jackpot years of 2020 to 2022, early 2022 where you know, interest rates were two and a half, two and three quarters percent. So of course, there was tons of buyers saying, well, yeah, if you're gonna give me money this cheap, I'll go buy a house, no problem. So that drove the demand extremely high, higher than we've ever seen it. Houses are selling so fast. That's why inventory was so low. Well, when interest rates are up now, and right now, uh, they're probably about five, five and a half percent. This graph doesn't even show the latest uh, data based on July and August. They're at five, five and a half percent. Look at it where it's average. The average is about six, six and a half percent. The market is normalizing, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. So there are less buyers, more homes for sale means we need to be more strategic. We can't shoot for the moon. We have to price the property based off of our competition so that we use the competition to help us sell. Because buyers like you, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, make their buying decision based on comparison shopping. They're gonna compare your house to all the other houses based on the features, the benefits, and the price. And they're gonna make their decision based on that criteria the same way you and I do. So what we need to do now that the market is normalizing, we've got to take all of this into consideration and we need to price the property when we enter the marketplace in a way that we become the obvious choice. Let all the other sellers overprice their home based on old bad data so that when we enter the marketplace, we get multiple offers and the likelihood of multiple buyers competing for your home increases, resulting in you getting your asking price or more. So boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, that is what I have for you today. I'm hoping that you took some notes, got some takeaways. Certainly, if you got some value, uh, let me know. If you didn't, I'm sorry I wasted your time. But that is all for today. If you have questions, let me know in the comments. 
Uh, if you want to have a conversation about a coaching relationship between you and I, I'd be happy to do that. Just click the link in the description or in the comments beneath this video. We can have a conversation about potentially working together. So that is all for this video. We will see you guys in another video very soon.